Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We are now in our 20th year of being on Voice America and always try to help our listeners turn problems into solutions and challenges into opportunities, and that's what we do every week. And today we are talking about IT. We're talking about solutions for your business, whether it's a small business or a large business. My guest is Bob Miller. And he is the Executive Vice President of CMIT Solutions of Rhode Island. CMIT specializes in IT solutions that monitor computers and systems 24-7, 365 days a year. This proactive management system notifies CMIT when devices in a network experience an issue. And they take care of backups and they prevent cyber cybersecurity problems. And we're going to talk about all of that today with Bob. And also CMIT is in other parts of the country as well. Welcome, Bob Miller. Welcome, Patricia. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. And CMIT is in other parts of the country, correct, Bob? Not just Rhode Island. Correct. CMIT is a national franchise system. There are approximately 200 locations uh, across the country, and uh, we have two locations, our Rhode Island uh, location, and also we have a location in San Diego as well. Okay. Yes, and this is a global program, so people, you know, from all over the country do listen. Okay, great. So let's talk about... Yeah, I mean, there's so many services that you offer, and basically what you're trying to offer is proactive IT and tech management, technology management support at affordable, consistent monthly rates. And let me ask you this before we even start. Is this just applicable to the large corporations, the Fortune 500 and 100, or what about a very small company or even a sole proprietor? Can you help them as well? Oh, for sure. We we um, we built our location on the smaller companies, the one-person operations, the five-person operations, um, and we handle clients that have up to three thousand users. So, um, wow. at every level, there's at every level there's a need for IT, and you know the the I don't like to refer to them as the smaller clients, but the you know the the one man uh, or one one person. Um, law office or a small accounting firm has technology needs uh, just like the larger companies. And yes, we can, we service them all. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the managed IT services, you know, the professional grade protection and recovery. So let's talk about that in general right. and how, you know, you help with backups and a continuity plan. Right. So every business today uses technology. Um, different businesses use technology in a different way, but the basic uh, technology is computers and servers and um, switches and, and backups. Mm-hmm. So, so what we do is in a client location, we have tools that we put in place that on, on the, the desktops, uh, on the servers, where we're able to monitor and manage those devices. For example, um, a desktop computer gets 
updates from uh, Microsoft on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They get updates from softwares that they run on their computers, QuickBooks or um, any one of the, the, the CRM tools, the customer uh, management tools, uh, Salesforce, um, Act, all, all kinds of programs. And then there's the security updating that, that should be done on a regular basis. So we monitor, we manage, we roll out the uh, security patching, we roll out the uh, software updates, um, we're constantly looking at firewalls and doing firmware mm. upgrades because the world changes on a daily basis. Yeah, and that was and, my next question the, was about was about COVID. You know, has there been more usage? Has there been more issues? Because there's so much more usage, of course, on technology during COVID. <laughs> well, the, the the usage, Patricia. Interestingly, that the usage of the technology, COVID or not is the same. What happens is if someone is working from home and needing to remote into their network, you know, at their physical location, um, you know, we've had, we have many clients who, you know, work from home or, you know, who can't get into an office and they've always had the ability to remote in from, from wherever they are. That's one of the services that's bundled in with our monthly packages is the ability to remote in from from outside your physical location so that you can mm-hmm. continue to work. So, yes, there was an uptick in remote usage, but we mm-hmm. had all those tools in place prior to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any more, um, Bob, this is just a question I have. When you're working remotely and you're logging into a network, is there any more risk with security than there would be if you were directly in the network or no? Um, I'm going to answer you this way. There would be if you did not have the proper tools in place to do it. Mm-hmm. For, for example, when, when our, our clients remote in from home to their network, they're logging in through a secure encrypted connection. Mm-hmm. So they, they log in from you know wherever they're at through the firewall, through an encrypted connection, so that it is a secure connection, yes. Okay. There but are risks. There are risks for people who, who 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 don't, you know, play properly. Is how I'll say it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important, and that's all part of the data protection too, right? I mean, that's all that's, part of that. That 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 is correct, and and uh, the data protection, you know, was because we do backups, and because we are. Uh, have you know uh, folks data stored in the cloud those connections as well from from wherever their physical location is to wherever their data is stored and we store data in three different locations across the country those mm. connections as well the data travels out encrypted the data comes back encrypted mm-hmm. now there's something here that I'm reading and I'd like you to explain it it says that you fill staffing gaps and expand your technology expertise. How do you fill a staffing gap? Explain that. So we have we have folks that have um, IT people on on staff, and sometimes they lose that person, or the person is out for an extended leave, okay. and we can come in and fill, you know, fill those positions and 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 you know continue to support the networks. You know, one of the one of the things that when we're out, you know, talking to folks about our services is, is, you know, we tell, 
potential clients that we have the ability to give them a full-time IT department without mm. the burden of the full-time uh, uh, payroll cost and, 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 and added you know, benefit costs that come along with it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I want to say, too, I do a lot of remote work with big companies, and I'm doing a lot of work you know, presenting webinars, so I use a lot of um, platforms, you know, whether it's Zoom or whether it's WebEx. But I'll tell you, and I would love your comment on this, it's, there's always an issue about will this work properly? Will you get on? Will the people be able to hear you? Will they be able to chat? Will the sound work? And I, I find it, most of the time it's good, but there's always that time when things just aren't working. And I don't know if you address any of that, but I know a lot of companies certainly are, are, are using you know, the, the video conferencing to communicate. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, some companies have alternatives in place. Uh, for example, um, a lot of companies that have that, that high degree of needing to have that connection will put in, you know, uh, multiple um, ISP providers. In other words, here, like here in Rhode Island, some people would do Cox and some people would do Verizon so that if mm-hmm. one of those failed, it would automatically fail over to the, to the other network so that the services would continue. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. what we call a high availability solution. It 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 adds to the cost because now you need two uh, internet providers, and then you need two firewalls in order for that to happen. So it does add to the cost for sure. Mm-hmm. But but certain but, businesses, you know, like like banks or or those folks who need to be online, um, that's what they do. And and that would still uh, pertain to working on a video conference, whether it was a Zoom or a WebEx or a Teams. Same thing. That 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 would yes, that would you would fail over, but but sometimes you know it's a Teams issue or it's a WebEx right. issue, and we've run right. in, we've encountered those, and you know, it, <laughs> Patricia, it's it's you know, folks will say to me when we're talking to them about their networks, and you know, they'll ask me, you know, can you guarantee us a hundred percent that we'll always have uptime? And my response is no, I cannot. Mm-hmm. 99%, but I can't give you 100% because that's the, that's the thing with technology. We're at the mercy of how that mm-hmm. signal is coming through the air or over the line right. or into the building. Right. Yeah, I have a, a quick story about that. Um, uh, it was this was about four or five months ago. I was doing a webinar, and it was for a, t- a tech company. So that, that was a good part because they're so used to all of this. And I'm in the middle of a sentence, Bob, and everything goes down. And I'm thinking, what just happened? I mean, you know, it was really, I mean, I, I panicked because I'm not a tech person. person on the other end of the line was wonderful because they deal with this big sort of cybersecurity stuff. So they're used to all this. <laughs> what actually happened is I have Cox and that went out. I had no idea. And I didn't have another source. I didn't, I had used to have a hotspot and I didn't. Well, immediately I was able to get a hotspot and that solved the problem, but I would never be without a hotspot again. But I really, when that happens, so in your world, you would have backup. So if one thing went down, I mean, there was a power outage in my area. Who would know? And it just, you know, threw everything off. Correct. And we can't, you can't always solve that problem. And, and sometimes we are victims of the technology and, and, you know, I've fallen on my sword more than once saying, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do about that. Right. I mean, luckily yeah. with a hotspot or with another source, you know, you can, right. you can work around it. But um, That is correct. Yeah. And, and look, look at, you're, you're, yeah. you're a little more, 
you're a little more tech savvy than than some, so you know, good for you. Well, I have to be. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> when you do this kind of work, you don't have a choice, and and you learn it, and it's very fascinating, even though it's not, I would say, the strength, but it is interesting. Yeah. All right, we're going to take oh, a yeah. quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Bob Miller more. He is the executive vice president of CMIT Solutions of Rhode Island, which specializes in monitoring computer systems, and really, they offer a proactive management system. And so, next, we're going to talk about data backup and protection which is a big deal and also defending your network so you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice stay tuned we'll be right back with Bob Miller from CMIT Solutions Streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in every week for classical guitar around the world. Host Kevin Collins is a renowned guitar performer and enthusiast who shares his love, knowledge, and reverence of classical guitar, along with his friends, many of the world's leading guitar performers and composers. Become a part of the history and take a look inside one of our world's greatest musical instruments. From medieval times to now and into the future, join the American Segovia for classical guitar around the world, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking about IT for the entire program today, about technology. My guest is Bob Miller. He is the Executive Vice President of CMI Solutions, CMIT Solutions. And uh, they're in Rhode Island, they're also in San Diego, and they're all over the country as well. CMIT specializes in IT solutions that monitor computers and systems 24-7, 365 days a year. This proactive management system notifies the company or notifies CMIT when devices in a network experience an issue and that they work on backup and, and they try to prevent cybersecurity problems before they even happen. And so today, Bob is talking about how they can offer responsive and professional support for the entire technology infrastructure. And welcome back, Bob. Okay. All righty. Let's talk about data backup and protection, which I'm sure all of us, if we've used computers long enough, long enough, have gone through that where we've lost our data. 
and then we quickly make sure we have backups. But please talk about that. Uh, absolutely, and I, I'm going to reverse what you just said, and we should quickly make sure we have backups before we lose our data. Exactly. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, data data backups today more more important um, than ever before. We have a tremendous amount of data. We have more and more people moving to a paperless world where all of right. the data is now stored elect- electronically. And, and that poses a problem for the folks whose data uh, is not properly backed up. Now, there are a multitude of different ways to back up your data. Um, you can just back up your data and you have your data. And if you have a problem, you access whatever it is you lost and you, you bring it back in and, and you're good to go. On a, a network in, in, a, in a company where you have 15 or 20 users and, and you have a server and you know people are sharing data, the data housed on the server needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. And now, again, multiple ways for backup. You can just back up the data. But if you have an issue or a problem uh, with with the server, now you have to you know be able to restore a server if something happened to it, um, be able to pull the data back in, and and that 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 is ends up with downtime, which most businesses don't want to have. The downtime is you know a productivity loss, and it can become expensive. Okay, I just want to ask you, Bob, a question. I just want to ask you: Aren't most things today backed up on the cloud automatically and if so should you still have an external backup wow that's a loaded question patricia oh okay <laughs> I, I know i know for uh, me here's why. As, an, as an independent you know contractor or as a, as a solo let's say a solo business i i am backed mm-hmm. up in the cloud but i have an external backup just in case because i just can't afford to so, lose data so how are you backed up in the cloud? Um, I, however that is. I don't mean is. to put you on the spot. I don't mean to put you on the spot. So there's many ways that you can, you can be backed up in the cloud, absolutely. Is it, should you have an external drive locally? If that makes you feel more comfortable, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the more redundancy you can have on your backup, the better off you will be. Now, you know, backup backup has come a long way in the last five years. And when you talk about backing up your data, let's let's extend that a little further. We're not just backing up data today. We're talking about business continuity. We're talking about disaster recovery. Right. So so if something should happen, if a, a, a car hits a pole in front of your business and uh, the the transformer explodes and sends a surge through your building and 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 does damage to your server. You know, if you have a proper solution in place, we can spin up your business in the cloud virtually and keep your mm-hmm. business running until we get that server repaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so let me tell you let me tell you um, let me tell you a story about. Um, a data problem that that a client had. Um, we attempted for many years with the client to put um, a, a full disaster recovery solution at their location. 
which meant mm-hmm. me putting in an external device, backing up to the external device, and then having that device offload to different locations so that we always had that business's data in place so we never had to worry. Well, they were the client was opposed to this. They said, Bob, don't worry. We have tape backups in place, and we take care of it. Mm. I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to do. Um, lo and behold, a little while um, after that, they got struck by lightning. Mm. And their server, their server was, was, was fried by the lightning. Mm. And so now they're calling and they're saying, you know, oh, we have a problem, you know, and we have the tape, so we're all set. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we got the tapes, and and um, they neglected to take the right protect tabs off the tapes. Um, so there was no backup. Mm-hmm. So we ultimately oh. ended up having to send the, the hard drives from their server off to a, a, a clean room, uh, a lab, in order to attempt to get the data back. Wow. Fortunately could, for them, go ahead. It worked. It worked. Well, fortunately, fortunately for them, we were able to get back their data, all except for the last nineteen transactions of which they had a paper trail for. Mm. But the wow, huh? Then, but we got we 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 got the data back in in what we call table form. So now we had to go to their proprietary software company in order for them to recreate everything mm. from those tables. Mm. They got a bill, Patricia, that was, you know, I was, was going to ask you, I was going to ask you that yeah. it must have been so yeah. expensive. It was very expensive. Fortunately for them, the insurance company paid for it, Oh. but they were, but they were out of business for a couple of weeks. Wow. So you know, if they had, seen, if you, so if you had backed it up the way you suggested, this wouldn't have happened. Yep. Mm. That, that is correct. Yes. Hmm. I hope you tell that story to other clients that say the same thing to you. You know, you know, well, we've, I, we've got I, it all set. I, I tell that uh, I tell now now Patricia, I tell that story to prospects who are thinking about becoming clients. Most of our clients today have the proper backup solution in place because I've told them that story. Wow, wow, that's you know, pretty. And, and it's more prevalent today. And and think about it. It's not. It's not Patricia about a lightning strike. It's not about somebody hitting a telephone pole. It's about the ransomware that exists today and the, mm-hmm. and the crypto locker viruses because that the, the backup is, is key in order to protect yourself against uh, uh, all of these uh, things that go on. It's, it's a significant piece of your cybersecurity posture. Mm-hmm. So when you work with a client, Bob, you will lay out a whole plan. So part of it's cybersecurity, part of it is updating, right? You just get, you say, here's the plan, which includes everything you think they need. Everything that we think they need based on what industry they're in, based Mm. on how they're using the technology, you know, based on the, and it changes from, you know, a doctor's compliance issues with HIPAA are different than a credit union's uh, uh, compliances with the financial institutions or a defense contractor, you know, or someone who processes credit cards. Each one so, of those comes with some type of certification or compliance that, that, that they have to have. And 
Now, because of the uptick in the cybersecurity space, the insurance companies who sell cyber security or cyber security, uh, cyber policy insurance, security insurance, they're now reaching out to their clients before they're renewing a policy and asking all the questions about their cybersecurity policies and what do they have in place to prevent those things from happening. Right, because they don't, want to have to, right, they don't want to have to spend thousands of dollars picking up their client's mistake, right? They want to protect that's, that's themselves. Correct. Yeah. That's, that is that's, correct. Right, right. All right, well, we're going to take a break in a minute, but I just want to touch, start talking about for a minute. We just have about a minute left. We're going to talk next about defending your network which is the business class performance and viability so that you don't complain about your network again and that you help people <laughs> find the right provider. So um, is right. that an issue, do you find, or is that something that's relatively simple to do? Uh, you know, I, I'd say something, Patricia, but it's Rhode Island and only you and I would understand it, but everybody mm-hmm. has a guy. Yes, Yes, yeah, we all have the preferred person, but what you're saying is you got to get the right person, right? So that's, yeah, and it changes. As you said, Bob, I mean, this technology is changing all the time. There's something new, and you have to be able to be a quick study and learn it. And um, and correct. what about, it? and as you said, you know, with all of the, the cybersecurity issues and with all of the, um, what did you say, the pilfering, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, when people are in the ransom, knowing that all the ransomware, yeah. I mean, it's... Ransomware, it's, that's right. That's yeah, right. it's really important. All and right, the so bad, next... And the bad actors are getting more sophisticated. Well, next we're going to talk about defending your network, and then we will also talk okay. about hosting in the cloud, too, um, in this program. Very good. So, you're listening Excellent. to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program. My guest is Bob Miller. He's the Executive Vice President of CMIT Solutions, which specializes in really helping to prevent cybersecurity problems and also providing responsive professional support for the entire technology infrastructure of your business. All right, you're listening again to The Patricia Raskin Show, and we will be back right after the break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Again. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We are uh, we have our wonderful guest back from last week, Bob Miller. And Bob is the Executive Vice President of CMIT Solutions. And they uh, operate a managed services model and IT services and management services um, for their employee for their clients who could be small businesses, large businesses, corporations, and basically, they're managing IT systems that depend upon reliable technology to thrive. They're in Rhode Island. They're in California as well. Welcome, Bob. Hey, welcome, Patricia. Nice to okay. be here. Thanks. All right. Let's um, talk a little bit about the cloud, which saves a lot of people having their data and information in the cloud. So tell us about that. <laughs> well... Sure. The cloud. The cloud is uh, um, probably what I would call the most misunderstood piece in IT today. Um, I mean, really, what is the cloud? The cloud is a is a data data center somewhere that has you know servers and servers and servers that that give you a place to store your data. So um, the cloud is a a 24-7 access to your data, to your information, Um, your programming. Lots of programs today are now coming out where they're calling them web-based, which means they reside in the cloud, which is really a server in a data center. So it doesn't – you still have a server. It's just in the cloud. Someone has to manage that server in the cloud, um, and you need to be connected to the cloud. Um, Is this something that you think every business should have? I mean, is it like an extra protection, Bob, for backing up? Well, I don't want to get confused now because we we, we back up our data locally, and we also back up our data to the cloud. Okay. Conversations around the cloud today now have people are are putting their servers in the cloud and no longer having that physical box at their physical location. Mm-hmm. So we're now That's talking right. two separate items. So if you were to no longer have a physical server in your office and put it in the cloud, you have to pay someone to use to put your server in their environment, you should still have someone who's managing that server in that environment. And the biggest piece to the cloud, Patricia, is understanding your connection to the cloud. If your if your data is critical for the operation of your business and you lose your connection to the Internet, how do you still get to your data? Right. So now people have multiple uh, ISP, Internet Service Providers, 
Like they may have Verizon and Cox, so if the Cox connection goes down, it fails over to the Verizon, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Or what is so, the, what is your what is your plan if you should lose a connection to the cloud? What is your plan to keep your business up and running? I see. So the cloud is not foolproof, is what you're saying. I, I wouldn't say that it was foolproof. No. Right. Um, right. But you can, I mean, there's multiple connections. You could have an internet service provider. You could have a tower stream. You could have a, 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 a cell signal. You, you need to be prepared for the occasional outage when you, you don't have that, you know, the ability to connect to your data. Mm-hmm. And you go over that, it, but it's different for each client, right? You're going to suggest a different solution depending on how big the company is. Well, depending on how big the company is, depending on on how they use the technology, depending on you know what the need is for you know a high availability solution. What what is the nature of their business? Right. You know, a question a little off the subject here in terms of just asking you about the different applications. What do you see, Bob, in terms of um, typical, I would say, mistakes or short sight that clients have? You know, what don't they do that they need to be more aware of? Uh, Backup. Yeah. Security. Um, You know, two-factor authentication. You know, meaning that that once you log into an account, then they send you a code either on your cell phone so that you can punch in a code to gain access. But, But, you know, Patricia, that's a good question. And, and the best, the very best answer I can give you for that is is end user training. Okay. Companies and right. businesses should should train the end user, the people who are opening the emails, mm. the people who are the people who are processing credit cards, the people mm-hmm. who are gathering information and data. Uh, they should be trained to know what to look for and what to recognize if if, if something you know um, is going on that shouldn't be going on. Yeah, that's a very good point because otherwise you feel helpless. I mean, I've seen it myself. You just don't know what to do, and then you call right. and maybe we can't reach you, you know, and maybe you can't get to it that quickly. So right, um, right. But imagine. <laughs> imagine Patricia, you know, a good example. Imagine that you're a real estate law firm and you do large transactions and someone, you know, figures out a way to send you an email that looks identical to the person who would be telling you to write out a check for uh, $500,000 and you write it and send it and realize you sent it to the wrong place. Uh, and that you happens know, so, because, because they get your, your information. It gets well, they get, the they, yeah, they, 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 they you know, uh, uh, you've probably seen some emails where uh, uh, you're being asked to re-verify a password. Yes, yes. And most of those are scams, and that's, you right. give that password to somebody, then they get into your email, and they are able to, you know, put some rules in your email that says any transactions looking for wire transfers, forward them to this address, and then yeah. they get a hold of that, they change one letter, in someone's mm. email address or their URL string, so that nobody's going to mm. notice it. Uh. Yes, yes, I've, I've, we've seen it happen at a, at a few uh, at a few places. 
Mm-hmm. Like a nightmare. You know, another right, question that's... sort of, yeah, another question I want to ask is sort of on what you were saying about the end user really needs to know how to, you know, needs the education. What do you do with clients? And maybe you don't see this as much, but maybe a small business. What about someone who's open to business? They're new to this. They're really nervous about technology. They know the basics. They come to you for help, but they're just skittish about it. You know, they, they're, they're afraid they'll make a mistake. Um, do you see that or not so much? Well, when, when, what do you mean by when you say that they'll make a mistake by, by hiring a company like ours? No, 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 no. By you even teaching them, they're afraid to use the technology. They're, you know, it's, well, you have to, that's a, that's a, that's the, that's Patricia, that is, that, that's the trust level that we have to attempt to, to gain from our prospective clients and from our clients that, that, the, that they're going to trust us, that we're going to guide them down the proper ways and use the proper tools to, to avoid, you know, getting caught up in, in something that they shouldn't. Okay. Now, another but thing again, you do, it, it, go ahead. Yep. Again, no, it, ahead. Comes back to the, it comes back to the end user. It comes back to, you know, how is the company rolling out their services to their employees and, and how are they training their employees and what tools are they using to, to, to help these people, you know, Try to identify a good actor from a bad actor is how we talk about it. And and you we talked before about cloud-based apps, um, but you also do custom development. So explain the custom development. Give us an example of a custom development. Well, you let's say you have a, a company that maybe a wholesale company that you know has a line of products that. Um, you know, they need to break down and able to, to add, you know, specific items to a, 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 a part that they manufacture. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we can, we have, you know, folks that can, can write the, the software for that, um, in order to make it happen. You don't, in today's world, there's a lot of pre-packaged softwares that do all the stuff that we used to have to write by hand. Um, the old databases, the old access databases or the SQL databases, we still use SQL today, you know, but there are more commercial-grade programs that, that, that alleviate the need for us to have to get involved in the customization. And all of that work is done by the, by the bigger, by the bigger uh, uh, folks who supply, you know, the, the customer management software packages or... Um, you know, the spreadsheets or the, the, the databases that people use. Mm. You know, like you have a, you have a database that where you store all of your clients' information and um, all of the records of your shows. And, you know, I, I don't know what you're using today. Uh, you know, maybe it's a Salesforce or, you know, maybe it's uh, years ago we used ACT. Um, you know, so different, different kinds of programs. But, but a lot of them are commercially developed today. Right. And, and different industries, right, have different programs, too, right, that are customized oh. just for that industry. Oh, yes. Whether it's the construction industry, whether it's the hospitality industry right. or manufacturing or retail. Yes, they, they, they each have their own or, you know, certain softwares develop. Uh, QuickBooks is a good example where it has, a, it has a, a manufacturing module or it has a retail module or it has a wholesale module. Um. Yeah, so so it's it's very sophisticated these days. 
Now, we've talked about this before, but I don't think it can be said enough, is this whole idea about security and compliance, because now you have a lot of uh, cyber threats, and and, uh, the hackers are very, very sophisticated. So talk a little more about protecting your business from hackers and viruses and malware. Right. So, so in our normal platform, you know, we have uh, antivirus software that resides on every desktop. It resides on every server, um, and it's it's active. It's constant, constantly updated, always looking to 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 um, you know ward off any of the bad bad things that potentially could uh, end up within someone's system. Uh, mm-hmm. Malware is the same thing, you know, where malware is the little uh, 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 software that people try to get onto your machine to take over your machine. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, compliance uh, items now. If you're a company that processes credit cards, you know, PCI compliance is a big thing. You need to have multiple layers of tools in place running constantly to prevent uh, unauthorized logins to your network, um, the ability mm-hmm. to report or identify that unauthorized login and be able to act quickly to prevent any damage being done to the system. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing it's the same thing with uh, the defense contractors who have uh, a NIST compliance. Um, it's the same thing for the doctors, the medical practices where they have uh, HIPAA compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's all kinds of rules that need to be adhered to with, you know, uh, managing the logins, as I've mentioned, uh, making sure certain levels of protection are in place, the antivirus, um, the malware, making certain um, that firewalls are locked down with, with, with um, you know, comprehensive uh, security services to prevent and if I'm getting too technical, slow me down, but um, it yeah. prevents things like intrusion prevention, which means the hacker's trying to come in. Mm-hmm. It, prevents mm-hmm. things like con- it prevents things like content filtering so that, you know, staff or employees can't go to, um, you know, buy things online, guns and tobacco, or, you know, right. even pornography comes into it where these things are blocked in these networks. Um, mm-hmm. So that so that nobody can go to these rogue sites and potentially pick up something that could be brought back into the network. Oh, yeah, Amazing. And now and now and now there's another layer on it. When these companies go to purchase their cybersecurity insurance, there's all kinds of forms to be filled out and all kinds of questions to be asked about all of the things that I just mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. Before that insurance company is going to say, "Okay, we'll write your policy." Mm-hmm. Question: Do you have a story you can share with us? I mean, of course, you won't mention companies' names, but maybe something that your company, you know, CMIT has done to really help a big company um, from a cybersecurity issue, or something where you stepped in where would have been a real problem. Any kind of a story you can share. Well, I, there, there are there are many stories, and you know, recently we have a client who, uh, in fact, had a ransomware attack where where someone wow. using a phishing email was able to get in and log into a network, their network, 
Mm. And and then and then began, you know, attacking the network with the ransomware. Mm. And what that does is it, it travels through your system and then, you know, it begins to encrypt your data mm-hmm. and then the only way to encrypt your data is for you to pay the ransom that the that the bad guys oh, are asking for. We're hearing that. We just heard that on the news. Didn't we hear more, that? More, more and more every day. So mm. this particular client, you know, they were demanding, you know, millions of dollars in, in, in Bitcoin to for the ransom. Mm. Fortunately, fortunately, systems were in place where we were able to roll back prior to when the incident took place when they were, you know, got onto the network and restore all the data prior to that. And ultimately, you know, no ransom was paid and, and the custom, customer was, you know, able to continue on in business without, you know, any major disruptions. So the, really the way to prevent that, uh, or is there, there a way to prevent it? Well, you know, is there, yeah, there is a way to prevent it. You need to put all the you need to put all of the security protocols in place, so antivirus, malware, two-factor yeah. authentication, yeah. Uh, which yeah. means every time you log into your account, you know, you have to add a, a punch in another code that is, you know, sent to your cell phone or another device, you know, so that if, if someone somehow gets your password and they go to log in, they're not going to have the ability to put, put it in the code that they need. Uh, uh, to access your account, it's like you know, go to your banks now, your bank websites. They're all starting to do the the. the it's either called two FA two factor authentication or MFA multi factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, that's going to be something that's that's going to be mandatory in a lot of places. Well, and also too, I've noticed sometimes I'll want to get into a website of an account I have. They won't even let me in unless they send me on my cell phone the authentication, and it's happening more and more. It's, it's going to be everywhere you go. That's a two-factor authentication until whatever next layer of security comes out. Can't tell you what it's going to be today. It's probably already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know on on some of mine um, on my cell phone, I have it set to detect my irises. So that if it's something that I go to on a regular basis, if I just hold my cell phone up and it catch my eyes, it'll allow me in that way as well. So the biotechnical stuff is coming. Yes. Yes. So, and we've seen that and, sometimes know, on other we computers. We used to watch, remember the movies we used to watch years ago that had this sci-fi technology that was coming right. in. We're, we're living it today. Yeah. 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 Very important. Bob, what else do you think? I mean, there's certainly many other factors that we can talk about here. Um, and we can talk about also procurement, which is making sure that you get exactly what you need. You know, sometimes you just don't have, you don't need all those apps or you don't even need these programs. So you even help, you also help clients decide upon the right equipment to get. Talk about that. Right, right. So, I mean, I'll give you a good example. We we have a client that we recently um, have taken on and, you know, we went into the client and we looked at everything that they had and, you know, they had maybe 40 or so computers. They had a lot of, you know, laptops and they had, forget what the number was, it was like eight or nine servers. Um, and now I think we're down to three servers because we've consolidated things that they didn't need. 
Um, we got rid of a lot of redundancy. So, you know, as the technology changes, you have the ability to eliminate the physical footprint because the new setups, you know, require less hardware. Even even without being cloud-based, that we can do it, we can do it locally, but we can create a cloud, uh, a, 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 like a cloud, uh, in a client's office where they have one, what I would call a physical host, and then we'll we'll add additional servers uh, virtually. What about? I think I asked you this before. What about um, the technology changing? to doing so much video conferencing, you know, Zoom, WebEx, um, Teams. Does that play into any of this in terms of security and the way that you help your clients? Well, yes, and yeah, it does because, you know, for example, we've worked virtually with, with COVID just like everybody else. Right. But, you know, so if I'm working from home and I log into my, my desktop from home, to do my work because, you know, things that I have are stored on our server. I'm logged in, I'm logged in, you know, over a VPN. So I'm, I'm, I'm secure and, and my data is encrypted back and forth. So nobody's going to be able to get what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, you know, if you remember correctly, you heard some instances where, where Zoom, you know, the Zoom platform had some security issues and were hacked. Um, you know, so you have to, you really have to be with the, the, the better providers. You really have to, you know, pay attention to who's got the proper platform. Um, and look, everything today is, is, is a security risk. Mm-hmm. You, you ever notice when you go to the drive-in ATM and the little sign there says, please cover the keypad while you're punching in yes. your, your code? Yep. Because you there potentially people are sitting across the parking lot there with binoculars watching you to punch in your code. Really? So they can get your, so they can get your code. Wow. It's, you know, the, it, it, now they have these fake pin pads that they put over. They do that in the supermarkets. Somebody goes through the supermarket and while they're getting checked out, they 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 put a a device over the top of that pin pad and now they're collecting all the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never, it's, again, I'm going to come back to what I said a little while ago. The key to the security piece is the education of the end user. Mm -hmm. And that's becoming, that's becoming, you know, more prevalent. There are more companies out there who run training programs. They actually send fake phishing emails to people to see who's Mm -hmm. going to bite and they report back as to who clicked and who didn't click. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it with major companies, and then I usually will write to the company because, yeah. you know, companies will tell you they do not write to you for your uh, information. They're not going to do right. that. Yeah. And, the IRS doesn't do that. that. You know, they're not going to call you on the telephone. Social Security is not going to call you on the telephone. Yeah, I've got Microsoft that, too. Windows, Microsoft Windows is not going to call you from their technical department and ask you to go to your computer because it's sending out bad things. You know, that's that's one of the bigger so, scams, and they, they prey on the elderly when they do that. So what advice would you give just to anybody who is, you know, using the computer for their work? They may not be a big company or, or anyone, someone in a company. You know, what are some things that you would say? You know, don't give out passwords, right? Don't give out your number. Yeah. I mean, what are some basic uh, yeah. things you would advise? 
I make sure you that you have antivirus that's up to date. Make sure you have malware that's up to date. Make sure that you don't open any emails that are from someone that you don't know or it doesn't look familiar or it's from a government agency like the IRS who's going to mail you through snail mail. They are not going to send you an email. Don't function that way. Most government agencies don't function that way today. And, and you just need to be alert and you need to think. You can't just, you know, you can't just hit that key and, you know, hope for the best. Yeah. Awareness, that is, that is my mantra. Be aware of what you're doing, your surroundings, you know. If you're in a public, if you're in a Starbucks, you know, I probably wouldn't be putting my password into lots of things. Mm. Or I would have I would have my two factor authentication. I I can't log into if I'm sitting at my desk like I'm sitting at my desk talking to you right now and we'll be you know I won't touch my computer for you know however long within 15 minutes my computer is going to automatically lock and then mm. I am going to have to punch in that code in order for me to get back into my computer. Right. We have, we have, yeah. right, and in my, in, in our, here and also at clients, we have mandatory password resets. Oh. So generally every 90 days, we're going to, you're going to get a, a message on your machine that says uh, prior to that, a couple of days prior, you know, your, your password is going to expire in three days. You might consider changing it now. And if you ignore those warnings, your password will expire. It will come up on your screen that your password has expired. You need to reset wow. it. And that window is going to come up, and you're going to have to put in your old password, and you're going to have to then put in a new password and then enter it a second time. And yeah. it's not going to allow you to use any passwords that you've used previously for the prior four passwords. Well, and, you know, I, I mean, I... I've heard that a lot, and of course, I keep the same password because it's easy for me to remember. I have variations of it, but it, it just seems to me that that's a little bit of a hassle, that every so often, I think you're going to say yes, but it's protection, and I have heard, I mean, just as you said, don't keep that, don't use the same password all the time, which I tend to do. <laughs> well, look at I know you like stories. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay, good. Years ago, we got called to a law firm asking about our services. I went to visit with the law firm. We talked about our services, and they were all set to go. And at the very end, we had a little hiccup because they, I told them about our mandatory password reset policy, and they said that that was completely unacceptable. They had some elderly folks at the firm, and it, it just, it just, passwords were just, just a, not a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we wanted the client. We liked the client. It's always good to, to bring in new clients. So we're like, okay, we'll let you slide on that policy. So we took them on as a client. Six months, eight months, nine months, almost a year in, um, we got a phone call from them that, that they had been, um, they had a breach. Mm. Um, a lot of money was disappeared. Wow. And um, this was, you know, it's probably 10 years ago now, but, you know, we, we spoke back then. We had to, you know, answer to the 
of Secret Service and, and some other wow. folks as a result of all it was It was a big deal. So the managing partner of the firm had called me and um, she was like, look, she says, we know it's not your fault. We get it. I, I mean, I thought she was calling us to fire us to tell us how bad we were. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it, was just, it was just the opposite. She said, we understand. We know this isn't your fault. But, you know, had you not acquiesced your, on your policy, we never would have hired you. No. But now I want you. Now I want you to turn on the, the mandatory password change. Wow. Mm. So, so there, there, you know, and and those lessons are, are, are uh, we still live those lessons every day today because we still have folks who say I, mm. I, I make my, you know, my password set it to never expire. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I begrudging, I begrudgingly do that. But you know what? You're going to sign a paper that says I'm not responsible. But yes, yes. Bob, along the same lines in terms of planning, you know, with the passwords, what about expenses for IT? You know, I mean, you can go crazy, right? You can, how does the customer know, and maybe this is where you guide them, you know, what do we spend it on and what isn't necessary? What's necessary? What's an extra? How do you kind of help guide them in that respect? We, 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 before, we before we take on any client, Patricia, we do an audit of their site. We, we go in, my engineering team goes in and we see what their footprint is. We see what they have for servers. We see what they have for desktops. We see what they have for laptops. We look at their firewalls. We look at their switches. Um, we look at anything that resides, their Wi-Fi, you know, anything that resides on the network. We go through it. We actually give them a report card, like going to school, and grade them A through F in, in five different areas. You know, the network, security, the server, the backup, the desktops. And then once we do that, and we make our recommendations for best practices in today's world, mm-hmm. it becomes very easy for them to make a decision because now they know what they have currently. And if they have good stuff, I'm going to give them A's and I'm going to congratulate them and say, you guys are great. You did exactly what you need to do. Mm. Or if not, I'm going to give them an F and I'm going to tell them why. You know, you don't have any security. You're wide open. Your wireless network is wide open to the public. We took on a client, a municipality client, and after we took on the client, uh, the phone call started to come into City Hall saying, what happened to the Wi-Fi? Mm. Because all of the houses in a two block, you know, one two block radius were using the Wi-Fi and, you know, they're on the town, the town's network. Right. You know, so we go in and we assess the situation and we come back with the, our recommendations for the best practices. And, you know, then the client has to decide, you know, what they want to do. Um, what they can afford to do, and maybe it's a plan that might take them two or three years to come into full, you know, current state of the art because it, it can be a budget thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so but we work with our clients. We, we do our best to help them to get through and, and, and to take us a, a posture that is good for them that they can, you know, go home at night and put their head on the pillow and relax that they don't, you know, that they should be fine. Right. And also, but too, that's, in, in, that's a trust right. that's earned over, you know, a, a yes. period of time. And it's so important. I mean, I, I mean, if my system goes down, this is my work. I mean, everything I do is online. 
And it really yep. becomes so important. It's almost, it's scary in a way, you know, but, but that's why you need someone you can trust. And I know that you do the virtual support, but also you will, there may be people in your company who have been a, a former CFO or CIO or COO, right? So they, they really understand what they're going through. Right, right. There are, and, you know, that's, what's, that's the beauty of a franchise system is that you have people within the, the whole nationwide network that have skill sets that if, if we don't have this here locally, I have the ability to reach out to a system uh, and ask a question, and somebody else out there probably has the answer for me. Yeah, which is, which is really great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Give us some, any other, like, story or something you can share with us that you think would be helpful to our listeners, uh, just about, you know, really making sure they have the right equipment, that they're backed up, that they're secure. Um, any other interesting story? Well, uh, you know, I, we talked about the, the folks who had the backup, but they never took the right protect, right protect tab off their tapes. You know, we talk about, you know, people who think that um, I had a, a good story where we once, you know, had someone and we had had set up their system so that all of their, um, anytime they saved a document that it automatically was saved on their server. Um, but one particular individual, you know, thought that they were smarter than we were and decided to save their documents on their desktop. Oh. Um Desktops aren't backed up unless you're, you know, specifically asking for it to be done. And, and of course, you're going to get a bill for it. But most people believe that it's, you know, it's on the server and that's where we, you know, put it. So it's backed up when the server gets backed up. And and somebody lost a lot of documents at one point because they they just weren't saving them the way they were supposed to save them. It's the same thing with emails, you know. If if you don't set it up to save or archive your emails for a period longer than what Microsoft is going to hold what you delete, um, um, you know, you're going to end up missing missing emails. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see? Go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. No, I was going to ask you what. What do you see coming down the pike, um, Bob? You know, you've been in this for a while. What do you see in the next three to five years? I mean, it changes so quickly, right, even within a year. Retirement. What do you see in the IT world? <laughs> oh, it's going to get even more sophisticated. The, the equipment's going to get even, you know, smaller and more compact and, um, you know, you're, you're, you'll be more efficient because of the way the data transfers. Um, um, and you've noticed with technology, as things get smaller, they get pricier. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you buy a new desktop today, the, the microform factor, as they call it, it looks like, a, you remember the VHS tapes? Yes, I do. Well, that's, a, that's the size of what some of the computers are today that we're putting on people's desks. Wow. Because think about it. You know, we went from a five and a quarter inch floppy disk to a three and a half inch disk to a CD to now flash drive. Uh, you know, so the, the storage is getting smaller. Mm. You know, and now everybody's putting things in their cloud. 
Um, and you know, you, you you know, maybe you use OneDrive, or maybe you use Dropbox, um, or maybe you use SharePoint. Mm. Uh, these are all the cloud the cloud spaces for you know our filing cabinets. You know, and that's just how they work. You have a folder, and in that folder, you have more folders. They're all alphabetical, just like you get up and walk to a filing cabinet and open the drawer. Amazing. Let me ask you about something else, which is um, images. You know, often in hospitals, they're going to store images or test scores or, um, you know, anything that they might even take a picture of with their phone. They may want to take that, that image and store it. And there are companies that just create all that, you know, create that kind of storage and backup just for medical. But what would you say about that in terms of what you do in helping people with images? And particularly sometimes images that are, you know, um, they are confidential because they might be a medical image, right? Or it might be an image of, right. you know, something else, right. even a financial image that's confidential. How, well, talk about images. So images are stored or can be stored just just the same way, you know. Let's use the uh, let's use the um, um, let's use the uh, uh, the medical practice. You know, we have yes, we have we have you know dentists that have you know X-rays that they store. We have uh, we have veterinary hospitals that have X-rays that they store. You know, and and the manufacturers of those machines have storage processes that. You know, it's all about space, and you pay for storage by space. You know, Google gives you, uh, I think it's 25 gigabytes or 50 gigabytes of storage before you have to start paying them. That's well, a lot. Not hard today. It's not hard today to get up to that amount of storage. You know, I, I have pictures on my phone from that I store in uh, Google Photos that, you know, from 2012. So, you know, you're constantly having to clean out those folders. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay more money every month to store them or every year. But it's the same thing in these the medical practices. These, these folks have storage. They pay for a certain amount of storage. If we're backing up their, their x-rays for them in addition to their, their provider, then the monthly storage bill will go up as the amount of, of, of images grows. And, you know, how long does a doctor, how long does a dentist have to keep the x-rays of your mouth? Uh, yeah. Well, in perpetuity these days, you know, yeah. is, is, uh, there's no, you know, when do they start dropping off? I, I can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. Most doctors will keep it until they retire or sell their practice, right. and, then, and, then, and then they don't care about the data at that point. Mm. You know, so it's, it's, you know, imagine these. You know, these uh, orthopedic doctors that have all of these uh, images stored on their their files. And, you know, some have separate image servers and everything is on the server. And when they run out of room, they add some more space to it and they just keep going. So everyone is different. Every practice is different. What you know, would and you, you, can want? Compress, you can compress the data, but, you know, that's a whole nother step. Mm. Well, but the compressing allows more space for the computer, too. Well, it does, but then, then, you know, who's going to need to read the data down the road and are they going to have the ability to uncompress it and then be able to read it? You know, you got to think of both sides. So you work, the industries you work with for everything from engineering to accounting, healthcare, finance, hospitality, legal, 
nonprofit, real estate profession. So all of those. And it's all the same. I mean, it's different, certainly different programs, but the concept is all the same, pretty much. That is correct. The concept is absolutely the same. All right, Bob, Um, before we close, let me just ask you this about smartphones. You know, how safe is the smartphone? Because a lot of, I know, you know, so much of what's on my computer goes right to my smartphone. And so let's talk a little bit about that. You know, know, you're away and you don't want to take your computer, you take your smartphone. Right, but it's still the same, you know, when your smartphone, are you an Android or an Apple user? Apple. So, So you're accessing the same... You know your iCloud, or um, you know you're accessing the same locations through your smartphone. But when you go to use your smartphone, right? Yeah. You have to punch in a code to get into your smartphone. So if you're going to access, you know, I'm not an iPhone. I'm not an Apple guy. I'm an Android guy. So you know, do you use uh, Safari or do you use Google when you're browsing on your Apple phone? Well, I use both, but usually Safari, but I can also okay, go to so, Chrome. Yeah. Right, but, but whether you're sitting at your, 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 your Mac Pro or you're using your Apple phone and you're using Safari, the settings are the same on both, and you have to input codes to get into either device. Yes. So yes. You're, although, you're pretty secure although, there. Yeah, yeah, although sometimes I've been told this application won't work as well on Safari. It'll work better on Chrome. So, you know, that's that, very that, true. And, yeah. and some need Firefox and some, yeah, so that's correct. Right. And, and so that's right. why you have both. So, I'm a Google guy, so that's, you know, most of my stuff is there. Um, what would you like to leave our listeners with? You know, what, what would you really like? We've talked a lot, and we talked last week and this week. So, we've talked a lot about, you know, security, cybersecurity, and, um, you know, what is it you want to leave our listeners with? I uh, really, you know, technology is here to stay. It's only going to get easier to use, but more sophisticated in how it operates. And, and you know, uh, be diligent in your use of technology. And, and, you know, for the company owners out there, the, uh, you know, let's, let's educate the end users uh, to help them become better uh, stewards of the technology, and uh, uh, the world will become a better place. Absolutely. Let me just say a little bit more about CMIT Solutions, Technology Solutions for Business. They provide a full suite of managed IT services custom fit to your specific industry. So, you know, you learn to identify and quantify and minimize your cyber risk. And the security advisors are helping you navigate cybersecurity, move to the cloud, data backup, and business continuity. So it's really there to, um, to help you. And I think, as Bob said, with other offices in different parts of the country, they can get you what you need in terms of the right help, the right consulting, people who may have been, um, you know, CFOs in other companies. But uh, it's, it's so important, I think, for every business, even a small business, to really understand what you need for backup and security. Okay. And, Bob, how could people get a hold of you if they had a question? They can either call us at 401 385 9966. They can uh, go to our website at www. 
cmitsolutions.com forward slash central ri or my email is bmiller at cmitsolutions.com. Right. Thank you so much, Bob. Really appreciate you being on the program and talking about technology, which is part of all of our, most of our lives right now. Thank you. My pleasure. Right. My pleasure, right. Patricia. Anytime. All right. Stay on the line for a second, please. Um, or I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk with you in a little bit. I'll chat all with right. you or call you in a little bit. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. All right, folks. Bye-bye. That wraps, up, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, if you'd like to call me or get in touch with me to get a copy of my newsletter, um, write to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. You can find me online at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, on Facebook. And if you're looking to create your own podcast and, you know, would really like to get your message out, contact me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.